Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Maddie, and welcome to this week's episode of Influence-ish. I'm very excited to be recording this episode, and I say that every time. I need to stop saying the same thing. Every single time I start the freaking podcast, I'm like, hey, what's up, you guys? I'm my, this is Influence-ish. I'm so excited. I need to come up with a new thing to say. Um, so, yeah, that's on me. I need to be more creative with like my filler words or maybe just decide not to have filler words or filler statements. Do you guys have those? I have those in every conversation that I have. Like every time that I'm like, okay, it's like time to go. I'm like, it was so good to see you. I've got to run. Like I'll just say that to everyone if I have to run um, or just if I want to leave. And I just like, there's various little filler like statements that I say in various conversations depending on the situation. But starting the podcast, my filler statement of choice is, I'm so excited for today's episode. And I am always excited for this week's episode, but I need to come up with something more interesting to say because it's sounding redundant and repetitive. And that is the last thing that I want this podcast to be. I want to be able to bring something new to the table every week. Um, And I'm trying my best to do that. So anyways, I need to stop being so hypercritical of myself. Um, But yeah, so... This week we're going to be talking about community and I'm very, see here I am again, oh my gosh, Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. This is the thing about doing a podcast by yourself is I don't have anybody to hold me accountable and I say every week, can you guys tell I'm caffeinated right now? I say every week, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to start doing the podcast, recording it at like later than 8 p.m. Here I am, it's 11 p.m. I've been like planning the podcast for the past hour and I just always end up here it always ends up this way maybe this is just fate I don't believe in fate but maybe this is just the way that the cookie will always crumble question mark it's okay it's okay but yeah we're gonna be talking about community and this is a topic that has been very on the front of my mind because as I told you guys um I've been it's like a new year's resolution for me well I guess Y'all know my whole spiel about New Year's resolutions if you listened to that episode. But it was a thing that I wanted to do this year was I wanted to meet new people and be more outgoing and kind of go back to where I was in a way like first coming into college when I was so excited to meet new people. And I want to have that same zest and excitement for meeting new people because I feel like I'm in this stage right now where I'm very exhausted um, and like I feel like a lot of the times when I'm meeting new people, it takes a lot of my energy. But before we get into that, I don't need to get ahead of myself. Let's catch up. Life update. Um, Since the last time we talked, we talked last Wednesday, um, I worked all weekend. If you guys know, don't know, I work at a bridal boutique. I'm a bridal consultant, so I sell wedding dresses and do like bridal consultations, which is so fun. Um, and I sold, I think, two new dresses, um, this past weekend, which was very exciting. Those, that would be, like, I think, I think I've sold four or three so far, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm really excited because they just started doing tips, so, like, brides have the option to, like, tip their consultant, and my bosses were like, I don't know why we haven't done this in the past, because we don't make commission, so, like, tips just, like, would be extra to like what we're making hourly um and I think about like all of the different places that I go that I tip like I tip at a coffee shop I tip at 
like I'm thinking about like there's this hibachi like place that I go to I tip there I tip getting my nails done I tip so many places and um, my boss was like yeah like you guys are doing a lot of like hard work because you're having to figure out like what dresses they like they want and like pick them out and put them in the room but also like help them get into them so there's like a lot of actual like manual labor and I always get back from work and I'm so exhausted and tired because it's just a lot of like heavy lifting these dresses guys are so heavy you wouldn't think that they are but they are and I'm weak and I have absolutely no strength especially upper body strength so yeah but anyways, I've been getting tips, which has been really exciting because I've sold a few dresses. I actually sold a black wedding dress on Sunday, which was really cool. Um, I don't know if this is like a widely known fact, but a lot of brides actually like black wedding dresses, especially if they want something a little different. Um, and we have like one in store and then a few other dresses that like come in black. But my boss like texted me and she was like oh my gosh congratulations on selling a black dress because apparently those are a little bit obviously a little like less common to sell those and she was like that's so special and cool that you were able to do that so that was super awesome so I worked all weekend and then um I've just been hanging out like I said last week and I think the week before I've just been hanging out with a lot of random groups I went over to my friend's apartment on I think Saturday or Sunday or Friday night. I don't really remember, but um, hung out with some people and we ended up going to like this like late, I don't even know how to explain it. It's called the Texas Inn Um, and we went at like 11 and it's kind of like a Waffle House, but it's like they only have, I think, like two locations. There's like one in uh, somewhere else in Virginia and then one in Lynchburg where I live and so we went to the Texas Inn, which was very fun, very random little thing. Um, and so that's just been cool, getting to hang out with new people. Obviously, we're talking about community today. Um, and then tomorrow, I think I'm getting a new tattoo, which is very exciting. I'm going with my friend Drew. I haven't seen him in a minute, so I'm excited to see him and do that. Um, and I still don't know what I'm getting. <laughs> and you might be listening to this and you're like, Maddie, you're crazy. How do you not know what you're getting? And the answer to that would be, I do not plan things at all, like to a fault. Like I, I'm overly spontaneous and I will do things and I will make very lasting decisions. Like this is, could not be more permanent. Um, and I will do it on a whim. Um, and so far it has gone pretty well. I would say a lot of my decisions that are spontaneous end up being great and awesome. Like I got a disco ball on my arm and I still love it. I got various other tattoos, still love them. So I know that's not everybody else's cup of tea and lots of other people are like, it should have super deep meaning. And I think I lived in that camp for a while, but now I just... Life is too short to not do like fun little silly things and I think a big part of who I am and who I've become is like not taking myself too seriously and that includes my tattoos. So some of my ideas for tomorrow if you're listening to this maybe I I mean I don't even know if we're gonna for sure go but it's just like on the plan so like maybe I'll have new ink maybe not but um, some of my ideas I was thinking about doing the date like the year that my mom is born in red ink on like the back of one of my arms, like behind my elbow. I think that would be really cool. Um, And then 
like above my elbow. I don't know if that made any sense, but above. Um, and then also I would love the idea of like a little chair, like a little doodle like chair. I think that would be super cute um, to like kind of go along with the phrase like you always have a seat at the table because that's something that the Lord says, you know, like the Lord is inviting, like he's not exclusive. And I feel like I've struggled in my life. We'll talk about this today, but like I've struggled in my life in various situations where I haven't felt included um, or I haven't felt like my presence was like desired. And that's all we really want to feel as people, right? Like we all just want to feel desired and seen and known and connected. And that's a big part of community is like feeling like your presence would be missed if you were not there. Like, I don't think there is, there are few feelings as special as that. And that's one thing that, like, the Lord is never going to be like, oh, there's too much Maddie. You know, like, the Lord's never going to look at me and say, like, eh, I'll skip out on that. Like, you don't have to, like, your presence isn't needed. Like, the Lord uses me as a broken vessel and he always chooses like his, he always chooses us regardless of how broken and regardless of how none of us are perfect. And I've been studying, I just finished, um, Ruth today and I started first Samuel and I've been reading about like all of these people that like I've heard about growing up and all these Bible characters that I thought, I don't know, it's so different when you start the Bible over when you're older and you like remember these characters, but it's like a vague memory of them. And then you read them in the Bible. And there's so many other characters that aren't like childhood staples for me. You know, like there's so many other characters that I, I didn't learn about as much growing up. But it's so interesting because all of these people that I'm reading about are just as broken as I am. Or, and are just as broken as you are. And it's like, why is it so hard for me to realize that like I always have a seat at the table. Like God's always going to want me. God's always going to have a place for me it doesn't like my brokenness doesn't stop him from using me and that's just really been a big thing in my life so possibly getting that permanently on my body which would be cool just a little chair um as some symbolism um and then I today I went over to one of my friend's apartments and bought some thrifted clothes from him. He like has a thrifting business and that was super cool because I got a lot of cute cute little fun like sweaters. I've been very into crochet for like the past six months. I just that's my favorite thing to thrift. Um, so like cardigans and little like sweater tops obsessed um, and I've also been like buying things like for Montauk. I'm going, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet. I currently have loose plans. It's pretty much set in stone, but I'm still going to say loose plans because I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I haven't like done any official paperwork yet. It's just been like, like my friend emailed the guy and he was like, okay, you guys are set. Like, just know like these jobs are being saved for you. And so like, there's his word, but I haven't filled out any official paperwork yet. But this summer, I'm going to be working. I don't know if I've talked about this yet. This summer, I'm just going to, if I've said this before, I apologize. I forget all the things that I've said on here because I feel like I never shut my mouth and I'm always talking to so-and-so about something and I just, I can't shut up. But going to be working in Montauk, New York in the Hamptons this summer at a coffee shop with two of my close friends, Kylie and Julia. Um, but I've just been purchasing things that I'm like, Oh, this would be so cute, like beachy vibes, fun little Montauk outfit ideas. So a lot of the things that I bought from my friend were 
reminiscent of the summer. Well, I guess reminiscent isn't even the right word, but in in like thinking about my summer um, and what I want to wear this summer. So that's going to be super fun and exciting. Um, hopefully that works out, but you know what? If it doesn't, it's okay. Um, and then I'm going to Wilmington, North Carolina on Sunday. I literally love plans like this. Um, my friend, I'm in this big group chat like as of the in the past like few weeks um and just these people that these like new friends that I've been hanging out with are so fun with their plans and they like love to like do fun things and I don't know it's just really so awesome and I feel like I've been so out of my shell which has been incredible but I received a text from my friend Jess in the group chat and she was like anybody want to go to Wilmington on Sunday um, me and Julia are going and I was like oh my gosh absolutely text my boss was able to get off of work so excited so I'm going to be going to the beach um, that's like the closest beach I think I believe well I guess Virginia Beach would be closer but we're gonna go to Wilmington North Carolina it's like four hours away we're gonna leave at 6 a.m. on Sunday I am so excited I'll definitely share with you guys how that goes next Wednesday but I'm so excited I think it's gonna be a blast um, I love the beach um, for those of you who don't know, I got the opportunity to live in Hawaii this past summer, so any beach I can get is just wonderful, and I'm, I miss Hawaii every day, but, so that will be a super fun time, I'm really excited, um, and then kind of a spiritual update, um, there have been seasons in my life where I can't seem to see the Lord in anything, but I feel like in this current season of my life, I cannot stop seeing him in everything because I've been filling myself up with so much God and it's been so awesome. Um, I was actually having a conversation with a friend tonight and she was asking me about like how my relationship with the Lord has been and like how I told her, I was like, I have never felt so close to the Lord. And she was like, what do you think has changed for you? Like what has changed? And I was like, honestly, like I just asked the Lord to help me want him more and I don't think I ever realized, like, that's something that I can ask him. Like, I look at all these people around me, and this is, I mean, this is partially a problem because obviously comparing faiths, not something that we should do. But I see people around me, and I do believe that, like, being motivated by other people and seeing how they're close to the Lord can be helpful. You know, like, I'm seeing that they're chasing the Lord. That makes me want to chase the Lord because I see that that's what they're doing and I think that it's awesome and I want I want to be close to the Lord so it's like a part of it is like a genuine like I want to be close to the Lord and then obviously don't want to you know like have that sort of like jealousy type thing but I was more so saying like I see these people chasing the Lord and I always didn't understand how they did it with all of their heart like I looked around especially at my college I go to Liberty University which is a Christian university um, and there's just so many people around me that genuinely love Jesus and I love Jesus, but I don't think up until this year, I fully like had a friendship and or a relationship with him. And that's so weird to say out loud, but it is true. Like, I really just feel like up until this year, like I just really have not felt as connected with the Lord as I claim to feel, you know, like I'll post, like there'll be moments where I feel close to him, but it's like it really just takes so much consistency. But I told her, I was like, I don't think I ever realized that I could ask for that motivation. Like I would just look at other people who are motivated and assume that's just because they're more godly than I am. But that's because they're, they they may have asked the Lord, like, Lord, be my motivation. Like, Lord, be my consistency. 
And so I told her, I was like, that's really just the secret is I just stopped leaning on my own motivation and started asking him for it. So that's been incredible. And I'm so thankful for that. And I could talk about that for hours. Just like the fact that we get to ask the Lord for motivation is insane. Um, But so also a little update that I have. I talked to you guys a little bit last week. This is kind of funny because I'm going to give a shout out to my friend. Um, But I talked a little bit last week about how I am having an identity crisis. I'm being a little silly when I say that. Like, I'm not, it's not that deep. But I don't know what the frick my Enneagram number is. I literally can't figure it out for the life of me. Um, For the longest time, I've said that I'm an Enneagram 7. Um, That's always been my thing. I'm like, I'm an Enneagram 7. Like, I'm outgoing. I'm fun. I'm awesome. I'm the life of the party. Um, That's just, like, been my, like, that's what I've always thought that I was ever since I would, my first time that anybody ever like sat down with me and we figured it out together was my best friend Allie from home um she was like you're a seven like that's just it makes the most sense we like read through the book and figured it out so that's just what I've always branded myself as but I talked about last week how like I really just can't figure out what I am because I have multiple people and I also feel like a lot of it is like I've grown into myself more so I don't really feel the need to be like as performative and so I really turned out to be so much more of an introvert um and then I talked about it on the podcast last week and then I had a friend that reached out to me coincidentally her name is also Allie um different different Allie though but she reached out to me and she was like I really think you're a four Maddie and so I have the book right here um it's well, a book about the Enneagram. It's called, and for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about right now, the Enneagram is like a personality test. Um, and it's very popular in like Christian culture. If you go to Liberty, I'm sure one of the first questions people ask you um, or any other Christian university are like, what's your Enneagram? So I'm going to read to you guys this description on healthy fours. And then also I'm going to find for you guys a description on healthy sevens. And I really would love if you let me know on the podcast Instagram what you think I am, because I just, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to do. Like, am I supposed to ask people what they think I am? But I don't care. I just like want feedback. So this says, um, from the book, The Road Back to You, Um, It says, healthy fours have a considerable emotional range and they manage it by not speaking or acting on every feeling they have. They know they don't have to be special to win God's unconditional love. These fours have found a way, sorry, I'm yawning. These fours have found found a way to live for the most part outside the pattern of shame and inferiority. They are deeply creative, emotionally honest and connected and attuned to beauty. See, that sounds, that sounds like me. Um, so let's find this seven. Okay. Wow. That was really coincidental. I literally just found it so fast. Okay. Oh, just kidding. Lost it. Okay. Here's healthy sevens. Healthy sevens know that often less is more. They are aware of the energy they have invested in manufacturing happiness, and they know that joy is a gift or grace that can only be received. They have embraced a full range of human emotion and they are growing in their ability to accept life as it is rather than as it should be. They are able to incorporate pain and disappointment into the whole of their lives rather than merely avoiding it. When enthusiasts, which is like the the title for Seven's enthusiasts, are in a healthy space, they're not only fun and adventurous, but also spiritually grounded, practical, and resilient. So yeah, those are the top contenders for what I think that I could possibly be. But let me know if you think I'm anything other than that. Let me know if you think I'm either of those. Who knows? I'm leaning towards me being a four. 
and I'll talk about it today, but I feel like a lot of what I've thought my personality is, is what I've created my personality to be based on the approval of others. Um, but we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. So let's, let's get started. So the reason that I'm talking about this today is because I literally say this every week. Um, but Jenny Allen has a book coming out called Find Your People. And the majority of this episode is based on hearing her speak about the book. So she was like talking about the book and how it's coming out on a Jonathan Pakluda podcast. So I talk about Jonathan Pakluda's podcast every week. It's called Becoming Something. And it's just been so influential in my faith. And I find that literally every single time I listen to it, I gain something um, spiritually or just in general. Like I just learn a lot and I find it to be very spiritually sound. Um, So definitely recommend. I recommend it in all of my podcast episodes. But um, so, yeah, I like heard her. She was kind of like advertising for her book and in so talking about community and how community is not optional. Like community is actually something that we are called to have. We are communal beings, you know, like the Bible says we're created in the image of God and God is communal because he has community with us and thus we should be communal with each other. So community has also been so top of mind for me. Because as I mentioned earlier, like it was a New Year's resolution for me to make new friends and put myself back out there. Um, But the best way that I believe, yawning again, gosh, why am I so tired? The best way for me to talk about community is to explain my own community journey. So let's talk about my friendships. Let's talk about the different communities that I've been in because... I think for a lot of us, like, our communities change and fluctuate because we change and fluctuate, we change and grow, you know? Like, why would I expect the people around me not to change if I'm also changing? And that's okay, and I feel like a lot of the times we don't give ourselves the opportunity or the space for friendships to come in and out of your life. Like, that's just natural, and you don't need to blame yourself, you don't need to blame those people. Like, growing out of friendships is a part of life. Um, But... Yeah, so I grew up in a small Christian school in North Carolina. It was a super small school, a little bit over a thousand people total, so pretty small. I feel like a lot of my friendships from day one, like my childhood best friend, her name is Elizabeth. Um, Hey, E, if you're listening to this. Um, But Elizabeth, her mom and my mom, like, worked together. Um, And, like, were teachers at another school before they moved to my school. And they both taught at my school growing up so like and then she was also my next door neighbor so like a lot of the friendships that I had were friendships that were kind of like chosen for me or like not chosen for me because I like obviously love E and E is like my friend and like I would have chosen her myself but like when you go to a small school a lot of your friends are like from the beginning like a lot of them are like your mom's friends so they become your friend and that's just how we met and obviously we're friends and I again I would have chosen her but Um, going to a small school, you don't have a huge pool to pick from. And so it's like the people that you're friends with, you grow up with them. And there's such a beauty in that, honestly. Like I don't know if I would have ended up the way that I ended up if I hadn't gone to this small private Christian school. Obviously there's good and bad um, in that because like I feel like at small schools and it doesn't even have to be Christian, but like everybody knows your business. Everybody knows everything about you. And so it's just like you have the the plus of like being known but also like the negative of being known like overly known or overly seen um but so I had a core group of friends for most of my life including Elizabeth um until I graduated from high school um and so that just really like I was always friends with E like me and E became friends like literally in kindergarten and then I met 
I, I don't know. Like, I just, like, met people along the way. And it was mostly girls, though. Like, I didn't have super strong guy friends in, like, elementary school, middle school, or high school. Like, I had, a like, probably a handful. But it really just was mostly me and the girls. Because I feel like a lot of the guys at my high school, like, I was always kind of, like, the butt of the joke. Like, I was, like, the one that they would mess with. And I didn't really enjoy that because being the butt of the joke is only fun if, like, they can also be the butt of the joke, you know? Like, it's only fun if joking goes both ways. And it's, like, a lot of the times I would, I would like, if I would get upset or offended that I'm constantly the butt of the joke, they'd be, like, like, you just can't take a joke. And I'm, like, no, I just think that you should be kind. Anyways, but, um, yeah, so, and then... I remember feeling lonely at times in middle school and in high school when like there would just like be like points when I would feel super lonely and a lot of the times it was like when I would choose like whichever like a, a boy that I liked or like a boyfriend over friends and then regret it when the boys left and I had put my friends on the back burner and a lot of that is just growing up and a lot of that is just like maturing and I feel like a lot of us could say that like that's something that we also experienced whether you were the friend that was put on the back burner or you were the friend putting the friend on the back burner um but like priorities change over time you know like I that's something that I would confidently say like I don't do that anymore because well first of all I don't currently have a relationship but also like in my most recent relationships my friendships have also been highly prioritized because I know that a lot of the times boys can be temporary at least I haven't met like something that's not temporary um and so prioritizing your friends is very important and if you're a girl who is currently not prioritizing her friends let this be your little reminder that like this boy might not be forever and your friends might might be forever so anyways I have a lot of little tangents because I'm a little little caffeinated um weird how am I caffeinated but also yawning I don't know the duality of man um but anyways yeah so I remember like there'd be like spells of loneliness um and like a lot of my security in high school came from my friends like I didn't want to do anything alone or risk looking lonely or stupid because a lot of being lonely is like being afraid that you look lonely you know like I wouldn't go do anything by myself like anything like I didn't like to walk alone places like I know that like it's a running joke that girls go to the bathroom in packs, you know, like girls all go together, but I literally could not even go to the bathroom alone without feeling stupid or alone. And I think a big part of it is also like feeling stupid and feeling like, do people realize that I'm alone? You know, I I think that that's something that we don't talk about is like feeling stupid for being alone and like how that sucks, (laughs) you know, like nobody wants to feel stupid and nobody wants to feel small and nobody wants to have others look at them and be like, oh, like they're alone. Like that sucks. Um, But I put too much weight, confidence, and security in having friends. So when I graduated high school and went to college, mostly alone, I was really, really insecure. And that insecurity was put onto other people who did not deserve that insecurity being put onto them. And I'll explain. Um, So I thank God every single day, every single day. I'm so glad. Like I said, like I was only mostly alone when I went to college because I did end up rooming with a family friend and her name is Abigail and Abigail is truly like still one of my best friends to this day. She is one of the most genuine, kind, trustworthy people I've ever met 
and also my friend Victoria like they are like day ones like we became friends right when I got to college and they're still some of my closest friends and I just see so much of the Lord in them and they just they truly are a huge part of my community at Liberty um but anyways I'm so thankful that I got to live with Abigail my freshman year um and I just I could say that over and over again but so I got to live with her um but I feel like for a lot of freshman year and I think this is supernatural and again I don't think people talk about it as much as it is a reality or at least it is a reality at my college I mean I can only speak from my personal experience but like a lot of freshman year for me was jumping from friend group to friend group trying to figure out where I fit in best and there was literally at one point in time where I had like an all guy friend group like I was like the only girl which is so off brand and so funny when you when I think about the fact that like in high school I didn't have strong guy friendships and then I went to college and I gained some strong guy friendships like one of my best friends to this day is a guy um so it's just interesting how things change and how people change and how like we all mature but I just remember jumping around from friend group to friend group and like a lot of that was like me I don't even know how to explain it like a lot of that was me just like trying to find this perfect friend group that I came up with in my mind like I had this vision of like I'm gonna go to college and my high school friends will always be my best friends that was another part of it is I was always comparing my high school friends to whatever friends that I had like that month and so I'd be like oh like they just like don't make me laugh the way that my high school friends do or like they just like don't get me the way that my high school friends do and that like the thing is like that was probably true you know like sure this friendship isn't as deep as a friendship that you grew up with like obviously like time makes people deep like have like deep relationships like you can't like walk into a relationship and expect you guys to be best friends right away and I just had this unrealistic expectation of like I need this perfect friend group with a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls and maybe I'll fall in love with one of the guys and get married and get my ring by spring like that was my idea idea freshman year like I like that was my goal um and it just like was very unhealthy because I would go into these friendship friend groups and kind of become like this I don't even know how to explain it like I just was so not myself because I was kind of performing like trying to make everybody laugh trying to make everybody think I was funny trying to make everybody think I was so beautiful and awesome and cool and kind and a lot of it was just so performative and so I feel like I talked about this at the beginning but I feel like I thought my Enneagram number was a seven because I was pushing myself to be so outgoing and extroverted and labeling myself as like this fun always down to have a fun time type girl and it was exhausting because I was performing and trying to get everybody to like me um but I thought if I had the perfect friend group then everything would be awesome and cool and I kept comparing my college friends to my high school friends so I always just ended up feeling like empty because I didn't have that community that I so craved And here's the thing about friends, and this is the thing that I've learned. They will probably change as you grow into yourself. Sometimes friendships are only for a season, and that's not anyone's fault. But if you compare friends from a season that you are out of to the season that you are in right now, you will never be content with where the Lord has you. You know, like, the grass is always greener. Like, and I feel like you compare like especially I don't I just know that this is a huge thing for freshman years like you'll see these relationships that you're trying to create and you'll be like oh like why aren't they as deep as my friendships from home it's because my friendships from home like they understand me so much better and a lot of the times you can't 
it's just because time hasn't passed yet and you have to give yourself the time and the space for those friendships to grow um and your eyes won't be open to the beautiful friendship opportunities that are in front of you if you're comparing them to friendship opportunities elsewhere or friendships that have already been established over years and memories that you haven't allowed to happen yet um yeah i'm getting i'm getting heated because i am so passionate about this but i found myself becoming another person a person who is very loud and outgoing and performative to get people to like me and it worked it really did work i had lots of different friend groups i always had people like friend groups like group chats texting me with like available plans like that was never really a problem for me but i felt empty because i didn't feel known because i was giving like pieces of myself to so many different people but I didn't have I also wasn't very good at giving time to myself you know like I was just so free with my time and I would spend any amount of time with any person that wanted my time and I just like wasn't realizing how expensive and valuable my time really is um but yeah and then sophomore year um going into sophomore year I decided to room with Madeline who is a girl that was in one of my friend groups. And then, so we were talking about rooming and we didn't know where we would live. We wanted to live on campus. And then like our other like roommate ended up being another girl from our friend group and her name is Liz. Um, But things just kind of fell into place and we were all like, okay, like we're three gonna live together. We're gonna live in a dorm. Um, But Liz was like more last minute. And I also didn't know Liz as well as I knew Madeline. And so I was just like, okay, like fun. The more the merrier, like... I just, like, didn't really, like, I was going to live with Abigail, but Abigail was moving off campus, and I was just like, okay, like, sophomore year, fresh start. I, it was just so weird because I felt like I had invested so much time in creating so many friendships, but I still didn't feel like I had those best friends at the end of freshman year, and if you're hearing this and you're experiencing this, just know that you're not alone. You're not going to have things figured out when you think you will have them figured out. Some people find their best friends on the first day of freshman year. Some people find them second semester of their junior year like you never know when you're gonna find your people you might not even find your people in college we overhype college as this time that you're meeting your like potential spouse you're meeting all of your best friends and our timelines that we create for ourselves, a lot of the times are so different than God's timeline for us so don't beat yourself up if you are in a season of loneliness because a lot of the times my seasons of loneliness were directly followed by my seasons where I felt the most seen and the most known by the people around me. You never know when you're going to find your community. Um, but yeah, so um, decided to room with Maddie and Liz and it honestly felt like an answered prayer because I like had known them from this friend group, but I didn't know them super deeply. We just like to laugh together and it felt like an answered prayer because I had been praying that God would give me people to make me laugh and that is 1000% them. They are the funniest people I've ever met and as time went on the friendship deepened and I literally still live with them now. They are two of my best friends Um, but that was just incredible. You never know when the Lord will place the people into your life that you have been praying for and I want to encourage the listener that is listening to this and they feel like they're praying for community, but they literally can't find it, I just want to encourage you to keep praying repetitive prayers. Like, we don't talk enough about, like, how sometimes it takes years of prayer for your prayer to be answered. 
Perhaps not even in the way that you anticipated it would be answered in. Or maybe it is in the way that you anticipated, but it's five years later than you expected. Maybe you're praying for a community in college and you're not going to receive it until two years post-grad. I don't know what your situation looks like, but I do know the God that we both serve. And I know the God that is the same for me and the same for you and the God that always provides. Like, my God always provides. Um, and he never leaves us without community if that is what we are seeking and we're actively trying to find it your community might not come when you think that it will but we are communal beings he has created us to be that way so your community will come it just might not come when you think that it will come so yeah so sophomore year I was growing more into myself but I still found myself jumping with Maddie and Liz from friend group to friend group which I want to reiterate this isn't really a bad thing like it's not a bad thing to like hang out with different people and keep your options open and like you don't have to have an established friend group by a certain point of time when I keep saying like we jump from friend group to friend group it's not because like I think it's bad to hang out with like multiple different people that's not at all it that's actually something that I'm working on currently right now is trying to relearn how to put myself out there continually and not have any like preconceived notions about the people that I'm spending time with because we are all God's children you know like I don't know, I've been so convicted on my judginess lately, like, Lord, allow me to remember that, like, I'm not any better than your children, you know, like, anyways, but, so, um, yeah, but when I say that, like, for me, it was a problem with jumping from friend group to friend group, it was because I found my fulfillment in spending time with as many different people as possible. For me, it was a thing to where I wanted to look like I had the most friends like the best community at college. And it really was such a performative thing for me. And I was just continuing on with this act of like, I'm so outgoing, I'm so cool. I have so many friends. I'm gonna post all of my friends on my Instagram. And it really just was not the reality of it. You know, like the reality of it was I wouldn't feel, like I wouldn't feel alone when I was with my roommates because they were my people, they were my safe space, they were my home. But in terms of other groups, like, I wouldn't always feel super comfortable. Like, I was putting myself out there and and grinding and trying to find, like, are you my people? Like, is this my community? But at the same time, like, a lot of it was just, like, to be able to say that I had a bunch of different friends. And so that's where I had to check my posture and to check my, my heart posture. Like, am I spending time with people because I genuinely am seeking community or am I spending time with people because I want to look like I have so many friends so second semester of sophomore year or yeah no actually back to first semester um living on campus I was living on campus at the time and it felt like I always had to be out until curfew every night socializing and it's so funny because now I'm probably in bed at my apartment by 9 p.m every night so that was like a huge theme sophomore year especially first semester and then second semester I felt like I had gained a grasp on my friend group. People started coming into my life that became consistent people in my life. And they're still in my life right now. And I gained a semblance of a friend group. Um, But also a grasp that I didn't really need that unrealistic expectation of a friend group that I had since high school. And like I talked about, like I wanted this perfect group of guys and girls that we would do everything together and I would end up falling in love with one of the guys. That was like literally my dream. And I was like, oh, that's what college is. And that started to melt away. Um, And I realized that that's really not always the reality for everyone. Like it's the reality for some people, but it's not the reality for everyone. And that's completely okay. But um, yeah, now I'm in my junior year and I've noticed myself super exhausted. Um, I don't meet people as often anymore. 
Um, I feel like I'm still like reeling from all of those times that I spent so much time trying to meet new people and hang out with new people and go on so many coffee dates and I don't know I I almost feel burnt out on coffee dates and saying the same spiel about myself and my major and what I want to do with my life. I've regained my confidence. It's not in my friend group and if I can hide behind them anymore because that was a big thing in high school was like I wanted to hide behind my friend group because they were my sense of security but now I feel like I have a firm grasp of like these are my people but I also have room to grow and it's okay to meet new people but I'm telling you guys all this to emphasize that there that there has to be a happy medium a mixture of freshman year me who is so excited to meet new people and spend time with random groups, and junior year me, who is secure in herself and no longer idolizes community. Because that was the thing that I literally idolized was community. Um, The Bible is the only place that I can go to find truth regarding such a difficult to define topic like community. Like I can say community and it can mean a million different things. But here's what I do know. We are quite literally created for community. It is no wonder that our hearts ache to be known and loved and understood. It's because God created us in this way. In Genesis, in Genesis, when God created man and God created woman from the rib of man, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And then Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. But, a million exclamation points after that but, but, Not just anyone should occupy your time and infiltrate your community. Yes, love everyone. Be generous with your love. But close-knit, deep friendships should be with iron, your iron. People that love Jesus and act like it, not just post about it. You know, like I think back on who the person that I was, freshman and honestly some of sophomore year, and I'm like, I don't know if I would want to be her friend. You know, like was she iron that like would have sharpened other people? Or was she just performing and putting on a show so much that, like, she didn't have the capacity to be someone's iron? So I'm thankful, so thankful that the people around me chose to be around me even when I was struggling and didn't even know I was struggling. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Bad company corrupts good morals. I've said this before, but you are the summation of your five closest friends. Choose accordingly. You can be picky about who you spend your time with without being picky about who you love. Here's the thing. The Bible calls us to love one another. And in that sense, I feel like I've misconstrued it in my head that that means that I have to be best friends with everyone. That's not true. If I was best friends with everyone, like that's literally impossible. I saw somewhere once that because of social media, we know so many more people than we would know normally. And that sounds like an obvious statement, but like it like blew my mind because I think about it and I'm like, I follow like over a thousand people on Instagram. Do I know over a thousand people in my life? I literally do not think so. Um, we know so many more people than we would normally know. And subconsciously, because I follow thousands of people, I think I have to be friends with thousands of people or know thousands of people. That is physically impossible. I cannot possibly be everyone's best friend. I can be kind, but personally, I do not have the capacity. Freshman year me would disagree. I know freshman year me would disagree. I know she would say like, you can be best friends with everyone. Like I have time, it's okay. But I was literally running myself into the dirt. Like I was so emotionally exhausted and mentally and physically exhausted because 
I was trying to make time for everyone. I didn't have any time for myself, much less did I have time for the Lord. But junior year me knows my capacities and I know what I was in, that I was never meant um, to know or feel the pressure to be known by this many people. If you are struggling to find community, I have a few tips for you. And I feel like, I'm again, a lot of my podcasts are me saying things out loud and partially saying it to myself because I'm still learning this and that's why I wanted to chat with you guys about it today. Um, if you're struggling to find community, it might just be the season that you're in. The times when I was the most lonely have prepared me for the times that I felt the most known and the most seen. The times that I felt the most lonely are really the times that I've been able to rely on the Lord. And thus, when I'm spending more time with the Lord, it's preparing me to be the iron in other people's lives down the road. But I wouldn't have known that in my moment, and I didn't know that in my moment where I felt alone. Um, it also might just be the people around you make you feel even more alone. You can make, I don't know if anybody's told you guys this today, but you can make adjustments and edit and revise that. Like the people that you spend time with. You can make adjustments and change the people that you're spending time with. It does not make you hateful. It does not make you mean. Look for your iron. It might require sending a quote-unquote awkward DM or going up to someone in church. Church is the best place to meet people because you're finding people that love Jesus, hopefully, and introducing yourself. Your time should be expensive. Spend it accordingly. And then another tip is to continually seek it out. I get lazy and I get complacent. And then I catch myself feeling lonely when my core friends, my closest friends can't hang out. And I'm like, oh, my close friends can't hang out. Like, looks like I'm going to be alone. And it's like, no, I get to create communities outside of my core friend group that I can hang out with from time to time. Like, I don't know why I set these limits and these walls up for myself. Like, it's so unnecessary. Like, I get to continue to make friends. Um, and I can, like, I can change that. Like, I can branch out. There's so much more in my control than I think that there is. And I have a feeling for a lot of you, there's so much more in your control than you think that there is, especially with community and especially with friendships. So I want to end on this note that my prayer for each and every one of you is that the people around you love Jesus and they act like it. It's one thing to say you love Jesus and it's another thing to act like it and that they encourage you to do the same. That is the most important thing to look for in a friend. That they love Jesus and they act like it. But, yeah, that's my spiel for tonight. I hope that that was in any way insightful. And I hope that the Lord was able to speak through me. That's always my prayer. Um, I pray that you guys have an amazing rest of your week. And know that you are beautiful, known, seen, important, valuable, worthy, smart, intelligent and just generally awesome and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who support this podcast it's been really cool because I feel like a lot of people that I haven't talked to in months or years have like reached out to me and they're like Maddie your podcast is awesome and I'm like that is so encouraging and so cool to hear from people um actually this girl I don't I, I, she might be listening to this this girl that I led wildlife which is like middle school young life with um like freshman year of college literally like has been texting me and like calling me and telling me that my podcast is encouraging her and she's like several years older than me um but it's just been so dang encouraging and it's just been awesome this community 
Um, and I just want to thank you guys for being a part of it. But as usual, follow the podcast Instagram if you guys want to be involved with any other future episodes. I love you guys. You are loved not only by me, but also by the creator of the universe. Isn't that very cool? But yeah, have an amazing rest of your week and I will chat with you guys next Wednesday. Bye.